And now, the OK Morning Show. Hello. Um, apparently, I need to start this off, but I'm already fucking up. Uh, this is what third part? part three. Part three to the detective thing that we were doing, and the final part. And the final part. This episode, we'll get a confession <laughs> and a fancy little newsreel. Oh, ooh, spooky! Do 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 do. Stay tuned. <laughs> In order to secure a conviction of the killer, you'll need an additional evidence that directly connects the suspect to the crime. When you know who the killer is and have found the evidence needed to provide it, verify your solution on this page. To whom it may concern, I just wanted to personally and sincerely thank you for all your work on the Jamie Banks case. I'm hoping your efforts will finally uncover what happened to that lovely young woman it was so long ago, I believe that Judy Marston and I are only remaining faculty members who were also present on that day. I still remember it like it was yesterday. I've read, I've heard that you may be focusing on your investigation on Dr. Gelding. You should know that immediately after Jamie was found dead by Dr. G- Dr. Gelding, worked tirelessly by my side to help students and staff get through that senseless tragedy. I don't think any of us could have endured it without him. I recently asked Judy what she recalled about that day. She said she shared a story about Dr. Gelding I thought you should hear since it happened moments before Jamie died. He had stopped into her studio arts class to drop off a student and then the class that was uh, bursting with excitement to show him a little of what they've been working on despite being a huge rush He lovingly took the time with every student to praise their efforts right up until the very end. Or to the bell rang. There's no way that this caring man murdered a student moments later. Where's Johnny Roca's wedding statement? Uh, It'd be with Johnny Roca's thing. I felt the need to reach out to you to share this antidote to infirm that Dr. Gelding was always there for his students and they loved him. I can attest to his credible kindness and and genuine caring nature for everyone at the school as well as impeccable integrity and pristine record as our own guidance counselor. It would definitely be a waste of your noble efforts to pursue Dr. Gelding. Better to focus on the others so justice can be served for Jamie more quickly. But I suppose you're the expert. If I can help in this way, any can, please let me know. Sincerely, Janice Dowling. I want to say it's that Johnny Ferrari or whoever it is. That's not a, that's not a thing for this question. Which of these documents holds an important clue that directly connects the killer to Jamie? Security camera video frames of printout, Olivia Underwood witness statement, evidence custody document, interrogation of Johnny Roca, or Jamie's obituary. Olivia Underwood, sir, witness statement say anything about the killer? She seems like a better fit for Rosalie to me, but Mr. Preakness makes the casting decisions and you can't change his mind. I just randomly clicked the evidence custody document because I I felt like that's where we're headed to. Yeah. (laughs) It was like, hey, that's right. (laughs) Like, okay. What did they say it was? A smudge of clay on the hill is the right shoe. Right, because there was, like, house paint, too. I remember reading that. 
you have the, the Which statement. of these documents tell us where the plague should come from? Sophie Sunday witness statement, Principal Dowling's witness statement, witness photo of Craig Zimmerman, Verona voice newspaper, photo of Witness photo of Craig Zimmerman? Well, this is just his photo. Is there anything clay there? Uh, let me see the, the thing. Zither. Dowling's witness statement. Verona voice newspaper. Dowling's witness statement? Yeah, the teacher, the principal. Uh, You have it over there. That's the one with cursive writing. Oh, no, that's Joey Ferrari. What were the options? Her witness statement is a Verona voice newspaper. I canceled out like four of the options. Were you just clicking to click? No. I mentally canceled them out. Sophie Sunday's witness statement says nothing about Clay. Witness of Craig Zimmerman has nothing. The photo of the suicide note has nothing to do with Clay. So it's either... Verona okay. voice or Dowling's voice. She asked Robert Romero what happened, and he says he was washing his hands in the first floor bathroom. Pottery Olympics competition. For the past month, the studio's art classes have been testing the limits of the new pottery wheels. Their top work will be on display in the art studio classroom on Monday. Who did that one? No one. It doesn't say. Students and faculty are encouraged to the boat, the boat for the best prize. Or peace next week. So if we're on a voice newspaper. Try it. Yeah. Is Pottery Olympics competition. That's what I thought. Which of the five documents connects the killer to the clay of Jamie's foot? Case closed document. Class photo on the bleachers. Case closed document. Uh, not in this one. The case closed document. Class photo on the bleachers. Proves that the clay? Could prove. I don't know. Do you see clay on anyone's stuff? So far I just see a really possessed person. <laughs> Her eyes are all white <clears throat> and everything. Yes. Okay. Talking about how Dr. Gelding was in the art class. Moments before Jamie died, he had stopped into the... Art class. Art class. That's what I thought. Check my answer. You solved the case. The clay found on Jamie's shoe was from Dr. Gelding. He had just finished, visited the art room. There's a video. The royal community is in shock today over a chilling murder confession of former high school guidance counsellor, Dr. Benjamin Gelding. We now go to Ali, who is live at East Verona High School. Thank you, Seb. Dr. Benjamin Gelding worked as a guidance counsellor here at East Verona High School for over 35 years until retiring in 2015. Earlier today, he confessed to pushing a student out of the sixth floor window of the school on November 20th, 1992. According to Verona PD, Gelding was having an affair with the student and pushed her out of the window when she threatened to go public about their relationship. Oh, Dr. Gelding also covered up the crime by creating a fake suicide note and lying to police about the victim's past history of suicidal thoughts. 
For more information about that investigation, I'll turn it over to Ron, live from the Verona Police Station. Thanks, Allie. Ms. Banks' death was originally ruled a suicide by Verona police detectives, but was recently reopened due to new information provided by an independent investigator who was able to prove Ms. Banks was not alone when she fell from the window and prove Dr. Gelding lied about his whereabouts on the day of the murder. Currently in his 70s, Dr. Gelding is facing multiple charges and is expected to spend the rest of his life behind bars. Back to you in the studio, Seb. Thanks, Ron. We'll have more information on this story as it develops. And after the break, we have exclusive interviews about the Johnny Rocker High School football betting scandal. We'll hear from two of his former teammates, Emmanuel Russell and James Lowe. Stay tuned. Johnny Rocker was, Rocker was the... And that's on YouTube if you guys want to watch it. Johnny Rocco was the one that she was trying to uncover. That was her story, was the betting scandal. Yeah, that's why they included it. So that one part it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, thanks for listening to the OK Morning Show. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, we didn't open the last episode, the last file. Okay, we can see that. The last folder. I'm trying to, like, make sure everything's all... I need those papers over there. Congratulations, detective. <laughs> Text carry you again. You're so loud, it hurts. <laughs> you solved case number B17-11201. Okay. 11-20-1992. Duh. You've enjoyed an unsolved case files. Visit us online to sign up for new case email notifications, shop for your next unsolved case, or connect with us on social media. And finally, if you enjoyed this case and want to let us know, the best way to show your support is with a five-star review on Facebook. (laughs) It literally says that. What's that? A voluntary statement. City or town, Verona, state of Massachusetts. Date Saturday time, 10, 10 p.m. Place, Verona Police Headquarters. I, Dr. Benjamin John... Gelding, being duly sworn am a legal adult of sound mind and my address is and I've been duly warned by John Allen who has identified himself as a Verona police detective and I have the right to remain silent don't have to say anything and if I don't want to and I can it can be used against me in the court of law that I have the right to talk to a lawyer before making any statement and to have him here with me that I can pay that if I can't pay one, one will be given to me before I make a statement if I wish. I understand what my rights are and I'm willing to make a statement. I do not want a lawyer at this time. No promises nor or threats have been made to me to include to induce me to make this statement. Okay. I murdered Jamie Banks on Friday, November 20th, 1992. As a mental health counselor familiar with an impulse control disorders, I attribute my actions to a momentary suppression of the anterior scintillogate in the middle frontal gyrus triggered by a rush of an epinephrine from my adrenal glands. In other words, I freaked out. But scientific understanding hasn't been able to reduce the shame I've endured through the years. Perhaps a full confession today will. Jamie didn't write that suicide note and she wasn't bipolar. 
Jamie and I were having an affair. She was attracted to my intellect and wisdom. It started one day about a month before she died. She just leaned in and kissed me. I knew it was wrong, but our passion for each other burned like a wildfire. Guilt chased me like a dark cloud, but I still could not resist. But eventually I knew I had to end it before someone got hurt. So I asked her to meet me in the newspaper room in order to break up with her when everyone else was at the pep rally. While waiting for her, waiting for Jamie in the newspaper room, I updated our article list for next week with something that happened that morning. And that's how investigators eventually proved I was lying about not being in the room that day. I have, there's two state, there's two sides to this. <sighs> Time to flip over the back. My throat hurts now. I thought Jamie would understand why I needed to end our relationship. I was wrong. Instead, she threatened to publish it in the Verona voice, and I shouted, "I want the!" H- and shouted, "I want the whole world to know!" I'll scream it from out this window. We'll finally have nothing to hide. She was about to destroy my life, and I asked Jamie. I like Jamie a lot, but I love my family. When my anatomic fight or flight response kicked in, I rushed towards her and shoved her right out the window. I gasped as I watched her body fall to her to the pavement below, and realized I'd stepped on the heel of her shoe when I pushed her, and it was still stuck under my foot. I panicked and threw it down after her. I told police Jamie had suicidal ideations to prove closure for the family, to provide closure for the family and make it easier for them to shut down the case. An individual with my skills and attributes shouldn't waste away in prison over an accident. And if I hadn't been, hadn't been for my chalkboard revision and a town through the art studio, I would have gotten away for it. I got away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. Where's that talking dog? What talking dog? <laughs> All right, here's a witness statement form. Name: Joey Ferrari. After seeing the news reports about Jamie Banks and Dr. Gelding, I've decided to come forward with information I've withheld for decades about this case. I knew that Jamie and Gelding were having an affair, but I never told anyone. It happened when I was visiting Earl Sampson in the fifth floor bath fifth floor bathroom a few days before Jamie died. I was near the window and heard the sounds of two people kissing near the window in the renews room above. You could tell there was a great passion because the kissing was quite loud and I couldn't tell who it was until Gelding started describing the parts of his brain that were getting activated and Jamie laughed. Sounds like a nerd. I kept my mouth shut because I think Jamie was about to write a story exposing my be- my betting scam with Johnny and I didn't want to draw any attention to myself. Yes, that ri- that's right. Johnny Roca and I cheated Verona out of thousands of dollars with a betting scheme I concocted. Johnny could single-handedly control the games, but he refused to lose, so I got him to keep the scores close and we'd bet against the spread. It worked great until the championship when our team was only forward by three points and I wanted a sure win, so I talked him into throwing it completely and letting the Colts win by a landslide. It worked and we cleaned up over $100,000 in cash. That cash would have really helped me in college. Too bad we took it to Atlantic City on Thanksgiving break. Thanks for listening to the Kim Morning Show. Um, I want your opinion on this real quick before we end this. 
What do you think about this? It's cool. Would you do another one? I mean, yeah. So if you like listening to this, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know what week or what day this is, but this I don't is know. Something. But either way, if if you would like to see us do more of these, I'm sure we'll probably get these to do in our own free time. But if you actually enjoyed listening to, to us try to solve a case, <laughs> and Eric burping like crazy, uh, drop a favorite and let us know in the link tree.